Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Tuesday, May the 9th, and welcome to our commentary. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about this conversation uh, that we're having. A couple of uh, opinion polls came out on President Reagan, on President uh, Biden, not doing very well, to say the least. He's down to 36, 38 percent. You know, I, I saw uh, an interview with Mark Penn who was a pollster in the Clinton campaigns of the past. And he was saying something very interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. He was saying when you get down to 36 or 38, when a president gets down to 36 or 38 percent, what that means is that he's basically, he's losing his own party. He's losing his own party. I mean, the people who are not saying that he's doing a good job come from his own party. Not all of them, but a big chunk of them so you have this big negative approval in the mid-50s to high-50s, which is what's happening right now with President Biden. And so the question is, can he recover from this? Uh, and there's a couple of examples in the past that I think we need to, uh, we need to, look, to go back and look at because they're recent enough, and even though the situations are not identical, the presidents were in trouble politically. So let's look at, uh, of course, LBJ back in, in 68. Now, this was a little bit later uh, in 68. It wasn't uh, at this point of his presidency. But, you know, by the spring of 1968, it became very clear to LBJ that he wasn't going to be reelected. He could get renominated, uh, but he wasn't going to be reelected. So he pulled out. He pulled out and said he was not seeking uh, reelection as president. That, of course, a lot of that had to do with the dissatisfaction of the Vietnam War. In 1979, you had President Carter, uh, who was dealing with a lot of issues, if you remember, the whole question of whether or not uh, he was even qualified for the office, and then the whole thing about malaise, remember all of that in the spring and summer of 79. But he was doing better than Biden at this time. He was actually uh, competitive with Republican challengers at that time. I don't remember exactly who, probably Reagan, probably Bush, maybe Bob Dole, some of those people who were talked about as potential uh, presidential candidates, but he was competitive with those. But what happened with President Carter is that the last 18 months of his presidency were just one disaster after another. So it, everything just went down for President Carter in the second half of 79 and throughout 1980, you had the hostage crisis. You had that rescue attempt that failed uh, in April of 1980. And then you had an economy that just kept going south uh, during 1980. And of course, he was defeated uh, for re-election that year. A more recent example uh, was President Reagan in 1983. He was coming uh, at this moment uh, in 1983 he was competitive against Democrats, maybe a little bit ahead of most Democrats. He was coming out of a terrible recession that the country had gone through, 81, 82, and into 83. And by this time in 1983, uh, he was suffering from that recession, but there was something about Reagan that was able to convince people that they should stick with him because better days were coming. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. 
uh, during the second half of 83 and into 1984, the economy just took off. And by the summer of 84, you know, Reagan was able to run that re-election campaign, you know, morning in America where things were back uh, from the dark days, if you will, and those incredible commercials, maybe some of you remember them, of morning in America where you have the whole country feeling good about itself. That happened to to President Reagan, and he went on to win re-election by 49 states. So there you have some situations uh, that may be somewhat similar to to President Biden, LBJ, completely defeated in 68, simply saying, I'm not running for re-election. Carter uh, had a terrible 18 months. His last 18 months were horrible. And then you had Reagan, the last 18 months turned out to be rather good for President Reagan. So we don't know what the next 18 months are going to look like for President Biden. That is the key to this. We don't know if he's hit bottom or if he's going to stay at these levels. You know, we don't know. We have to see how things play out. The other problem that President Biden has is the perception that he's too old. Obviously, Reagan didn't have that, even though Reagan in, in, in 84, when he ran for re-election, was, I think, uh, he was in the mid-60s, I think, when he ran when he ran for re-election, maybe, maybe a little bit older. But he didn't look old. You know, he had uh, a lot of energy. Of course, Carter and LBJ did not have that problem. So when you look at President Biden and you see him on TV and you see the way he walks and the way he moves, the perception is that this man is maybe too old. I'm not going to get into technicalities about what he has or doesn't have because I'm not qualified. But I can see with my eyes uh, that this is a man who doesn't look like he's on top of the uh, top of the job. And I think that's starting to hurt him. And that's why I think you see so many, many Democrats saying we'd rather have somebody else. So not a good week for President Ray, for President Biden. And the week is not going to get better or the month is not going to get better because later this week we have something called Title 42. And that is going to open the border to a lot of people. And the problem here are the images, the images of a border completely out of control. That's the problem. Okay, the images, the idea that your border is completely out of control, that people are just walking in without any uh, without any uh, consequence, without any plan to uh, to to process them. So it's just going to be a bad month. It's going to be a bad month. uh, And by the way, the inflation figures, I think, are also coming out later later this week. But I think this Title 42 really hurts or not the Title 42 itself, but the images that are going to be coming out of the border are going to hurt President Biden quite uh, quite a bit. Now, our Governor Abbott, who I think is doing a heck of a good job, by the way, I, I like Abbott a lot. Our Governor Abbott has decided to deploy forces, uh, the National Guard, the Texas National Guard, some of the more elite uh, forces in the Texas National Guard. He's decided to deploy them to the border to back up the situation there. And I think he had a pretty strong message yesterday saying that these forces are going to stop people from coming in. So the possibility of some nasty confrontations on the border could really get ugly. And some of these images on TV are, are going to get ugly for everybody, I think. But again, I, I think most people, I think at this stage of the game, most people are putting this on President Biden. He simply did not have a plan. He didn't know what he was doing or at least he simply didn't do anything before. 
and he let this thing just get out of hand as we're seeing as we're seeing right now. So Title 42, not going to be a good week for President Biden this week. It's just going to get ugly. Those images coming out of the border are, are just going to be very bad for him. And you really have to wonder, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, how did we get there? How do we get to this point? Well, we got to this point by dismantling, frankly, Trump policies that were actually working on the border. You know, we actually had a pretty, you know, pretty good situation on the border under President Trump. The Remain in Mexico policy that sort of kept all of the caravans uh, uh, going, uh, you know, kept the caravans from going north. And I think just the overall attitude that was being portrayed that the United States or that the border had to be respected. That message, plus Remain in Mexico, was able to contain a lot of the craziness that we're seeing down on on the border right now. So as I say, I think the next couple of days, we're going to be talking to our friend George Rodriguez. He's down there on the border right now. I've seen some of the videos that he's done, and we'll be talking to him this week to get a, a first-hand report of what's happening, uh, what's happening at the border. Uh, just a quick reminder, we recorded our weekly review, the Weekend Review, with our friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda, and I have that posted on my blog if you didn't get a chance to listen to it. We went into a lot of interesting things uh, with Bill, and one of them was remembering President Truman, and I hope you uh, you you catch the the interview, because we went into some of the similarities between what is happening now with President Biden and what was happening with President Roosevelt in 1944. I would really encourage you to to listen to that. Well, on this day in 1964, on this day in 1964, Louis Armstrong, the great uh, musician, uh, trumpet player, very wonderful guy, but one of the most uh, probably popular men in the music in the music business released a 45, Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly, of course, I think was a play on Broadway uh, or something like that. And he released uh, the title song as a single. And it went up to number one this week in 1964. But here's the interesting thing. Here's the, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. When Hello, Dolly became number one, it stopped something like three months of number one songs by the Beatles. The Beatles had the number one song in the country from late January, I Want to Hold Your Hand, all the way up to uh, the first week uh, or May 9th, 1964, She Loves You, uh, Can't Buy Me Love, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Uh, There may have been another one in that uh, that group. So all of those songs were number one, consecutive number one uh, for the Beatles all those weeks until Hello, Dolly, Kicked the Beatles out of first place, if you will. And he became the number one song in the country. It's a great song. Hello, Dolly. It's a, it's a great song, but his version, Louis Armstrong's version, is just absolutely fantastic. So if you get a chance, check it out. Check out that song. If you have YouTube, you should be able to listen to it on YouTube or maybe download it, whatever, however you listen to music. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.